0: The Beaux Arts Photography Podcast with Alan and Natalie Brio. So, what are we going to talk about today?
1: Today, we're going to talk about the Advanced Marketing Mastery Workshop on DVD.
0: And that's the new tutorial on how to market your fine art photographs that we just released, right?
1: Yes. This uh, DVD covers a lot of material and you and I spent a lot of time in uh, the galleries in Scottsdale and also we spent a lot of time in Las Vegas studying marketing for this DVD.
0: Studying the marketing of other photographers who sell fine art prints. And we spent a considerable amount of time. Each of these DVDs take about a year to produce. And it's a very different content than the original introductory Marketing Mastery DVD, correct?
1: Yes, it is.
0: This is the advanced Marketing Mastery. And what it means is that it's been updated to marketing in a post-recession environment, which is a much more challenging environment to sell fine art.
1: Yes, it is.
0: And we're looking at techniques that work today, techniques that we were not using before and photographers were not using before.
1: Well, during this time now, people are spending less on luxury products and artwork is considered luxury. And they also want a great value for the money that they spend. And this is where print editioning comes in and why this is really important to do right now during this time.
0: It did not used to be as important as it is now In fact, many photographers did not do limited editions, but now doing limited editions is very important because as you say, it's one of the reasons why people are gonna buy. Oh, yeah. Because it adds value.
1: It does add value. And also, I love the section on print editioning because there are so many different ways that you can number photographs and, you know, there's different pyramids that you can use and you really go into a lot of detail of the differences in all of them and you choose whatever you are comfortable with. You have to be comfortable with the print editioning that you use for your business and you need to be able to explain it to the customers and why this adds value to your photographs
0: yeah it's not just a matter of putting a number on a print if you just say one out of a hundred two out of a hundred i think you missed the point a lot of artists think that that's what editioning is it's not it's much more complicated than that and it has to be complex otherwise all the customer sees is that you just took a pencil put a number and so what i mean they have no confidence that you're going to hold on to the actual number they don't believe it necessarily they think that once you run out of edition you're going to start another one right you got to give people a lot of guarantees and we explain how to do that in the mastery workshop on dvd we also present several editioning techniques with different categories, different numbering, different rules about how the edition is released. That makes it very complex, and it makes it very effective. Yes, And it does. it's way more than just putting a number on a print. It's actually having a fallout out process, having a plan, basically.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. And it can get very complicated and uh, when you go to a gallery and you try to figure out how they edition their prints, sometimes even the salespeople can't explain it. It took us a long time to really understand how it's been done.
1: Yes, I remember several instances where I asked questions about the way the editioning was numbered and like you said the salesperson had a hard time explaining it and that's when i realized that the uh, editioning process in that gallery was very complicated
0: yeah you want to be able to explain it what they are doing is not right but what it means is that they are not really trained properly so there is a way to do better than them
1: oh yeah definitely just because
0: somebody has a gallery and sales prints and does well doesn't mean you can't do as well and better Right, You know, you, c- you can be trained better than these salespeople in explaining how the editions work. But definitely, it also shows how involved the customer becomes when they start to look at an edition. Because you're like, well, why is this one this number out of this number? And why is it this match versus that match? And what does this mean? And what does this mean? And eventually, customers get very involved yes, in the buying process because they are trying to figure out a, how the edition works. And very often there is multiple editions. And B, why this price is what it is. Yes. And C, where they want to buy. At what price point do they want to buy? How much do they want to invest? Right. And that's really the secret of, uh, of doing that, I think, in many ways.
1: Definitely.
0: And we explain all of that in very big detail. Uh, we go over it with a fine tooth comb, literally, and leave no stone unturned. And, and that's the first time we talk about it. It I've is. never talked about limited editions before in any of the tutorials because it wasn't as important. People were buying anything and everything. I mean, before the recession, it was excess. Yes. People would just buy things, you know, without really thinking. Now, people want value. Yes, they've they're gone looking from, for
1: value.
0: Yeah, we have gone from excess to value. It's not that they stop buying, but they want some very good reasons why they are going to buy. Right. Well, before, you know, sure, it looks good to me, I'll take it. You know, now, they're like, well, why should I take it? Which brings the subject of objections, right?
1: Oh, I love that section in the uh, Mastery workshop on DVD where you talk about stalls and objections. I think this is a very important section of the Mastery DVD.
0: It's just as important as limited editions. In fact, objections are tied to limited editions because people have objections. You know, if you say it's a limited edition, somebody say, well, why should I buy into a limited edition? You know, it's going to cost me more, and I don't really need it. And you have to have an answer to that. Right. And the very important thing with objections is that a lot of artists, a lot of salespeople, in in many ways, resent objections. You know, because if you make a pitch to a customer, if you say, let me tell you why you need to buy this, and you give them some reasons and they look at you and they say but i don't need artwork now that's an objection yes how do you answer that right and a lot of artists are defeated and they take it personally they resent the objection and, uh, of course, in the DVD I give an answer to every objection you can think of that you've ever had. If, if I don't have the answer to one of the objections you had, just email me and I'll give you the answer. Right. I'll post it in the updates area, that's free of charge. But also what I do is I explain the importance of objections. Because when somebody has an objection, and as I said, a lot of artists think that that's bad news. They take it personally. It's actually good news. Yes. Because what it means is that the customer is involved in the buying process. The bad news is when they don't have any objections. If you make a pitch to a customer and they look at you and they say, "Okay." You know, whatever that's very bad news right but if they say well okay I've heard you but why should I buy a limited edition versus a non-limited edition which is an objection you know I'm not ready to spend that much that means they are considering your offer they are considering what you're saying they are saying you know you got my interest here but I have sudden holes in your argument that I need to have filled right I think that's what we are saying and the whole in that instance to follow the example that I gave is why should I get a limited edition versus an open edition print and we are ready to give an answer right? You know? and we have the answer in the DVD and if you have the answer if you answer the objection properly what happens is usually magical, because people go from, I don't want it, to, I'll take it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I've done it myself so many times. I know. When you were working on this section on the DVD, and we would go shopping for tires or, or right, whatever, right. I unconsciously, when I was dealing with the salesperson, found myself... Saying no was just coming out of my right, mouth, right. and yeah. unconsciously. I mean, I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah. And the first response out of my mouth is, "No, uh, I don't want it, or I don't right. need it," or, and then. Uh, You know, I started, because you were working on this section, I started to become self-aware and I was like, oh my goodness, do you realize how many times Uh I do this? I do this repeatedly. We all do
0: it. It's normal. You know, buying tires, you know, we let's say you have one flat, the tire is shot, you go to the garage and you say, okay, I'd like to replace this tire. And the guy says, well, I suggest you replace all four. And the objection is, well, why should I replace all four? There's only one that's bad.
1: Exactly. Right.
0: And, you know, you're dead set on getting one tire and one tire only, and off you go. And if the guy has the right answer, right, you're going to buy all four. So the question is, what is that right answer? That's right. Well, for the tire, the right answer is, look at it that way. You have four tires on a vehicle. One of them is shot. It has a tear. There's no way to fix it. But they're all worn out. You know let's say you lost 75% of the tread. If you replace only one, you're going to have one with 100% of the tread and you have three with 25% exactly. of the tread. Your car is not going to run right. Right. But if you replace all four, which you're going to have to do anyway within a month or two. Exactly. You're going to have a much better ride, it's going to be safer and we have a discount for four. Right. Maybe you pay three and you get one We free, have the right?
1: summer special or offer. we have the summer special, you know, like
0: Mishnah had seventy dollars yeah. off on a set of four or whatever, you know. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh I'm gonna have a better ride, and I'm gonna save seventy dollars. I'll take it. I'll save gas, and and you'll save gas, right? And it's safer. <laughs> you know, you're gonna brake faster. You know, exactly. you're not gonna lose control you of your vehicle. Slide right, exactly. It's gonna be nicer if it rains. You're not gonna be aquaplaning. You know, and all of that. So all of a sudden, you go from I don't want four tires. I want one. To I want four tires. I'll take it. You know, and all yeah. of that because the person had the right answer to the objection, and. Of course, we now understand how it works with tires, but it's exactly the same we find out. Somebody that comes to you and says, you know, I've heard you, it's beautiful, you have very nice work, I like it, but why should I buy a photograph, and why should I pay that much? If you give them the answer, and I have the answer on the DVD, they'll go from, I don't need it to, I'll take it. Right? And it sounds like magic, and in many ways it is magic, but it's not, it's knowing what to say. It's turning the customer from somebody who is questioning why they should spend their money to somebody who wants to buy what you have to sell. Right. Just by knowing what to say. And we've done it many, many times, and it feels magical. You know, it's, It does. It's, it's amazing. It you know, does. And if there's one thing that artists don't do is know how to handle objections. They have no idea. You know, a very common objection we find out is uh, if you point to a large piece, let's say four feet, six feet wide, and you say to people... Uh, you, you need this, or, you know, this is a very nice size. People will say, I don't have enough space on my wall. And there is one answer on the DVD that if you give it to the customer, will make them buy it. Yes. Literally.
1: Oh, definitely. You know,
0: we'll turn them from, I don't need it to, wow, I can see exactly why this is the piece that I need, this size, at that price. Yeah. But if you don't know that answer, then... You miss the sale. And a lot of artists, wh- what they do, instead of knowing what to say when you when a customer comes to them and they tell them you know, why they should buy a seven-foot wide panorama, for example, and the customer says, I don't need this, I don't have the room to put it, they say, well, let me show you a smaller piece. That's what they say. Right. Instead of knowing how to handle the objection, they listen to the customer. They believe what the customer says, which is not true. Customers have the space, but there's a reason why they're not buying. But instead of handling that objection with the reason why they're not buying, they tell them, okay, fine, not a problem. If you don't have the space, let me show you something smaller. And they go from a $2,000 piece to a $500 piece or $250 or lower. Right. You know, well, they could have made a $2,000 sale. So, you know, that shows the importance of studying marketing. Oh, definitely. Because, you know, these tutorials cost money obviously but if you do what we say in the tutorial you're going to recoup that money yes you You know definitely
1: also on the advanced marketing mastery workshop on dvd the other section i think is really helpful is how to price your work and everybody wants to know you know how do i price my work you know Mm -hmm. i want to Sometimes they don't even know what sizes they want to sell, and this section covers that, and I think that's really important. Right. On going over, you know, how to price your work, and you go over, you know, why you are pricing your work at these different levels, depending on how much.
0: On where you are at. Basically, exactly. in your career. And or how
1: much leverage you have.
0: Right, which is being at a certain point in your career. Right. It is ahead. the most often asked question or one of the most often asked questions uh, you know, for us. I mean, when we do the consulting, when we teach marketing, we get that question all the time. And there is you know, a lot of incomprehension or lack of understanding as to why you need to price your work at a certain point, depending... On where you are at, basically, in your career. And on the DVD, I explain exactly how to gauge, to find out, to answer the question where you are at.
1: Right. Accurately.
0: Because you can't price your work if you're just starting at the same level as somebody who's been doing this for 40 years. Exactly. But what if you've done it for 10 years? Where do you, where do you sit? I mean, where are you at? Well, that's the question, and that's where we have the answer. Because otherwise... People look at your work and they don't understand why it's priced the way it is. And they are going to look at you. They're going to say, well, why should I spend that much on this work? And again, that's an objection. And if you don't have the right answer, they are going to walk. Right. But if you have the right answer, if you priced it appropriately, if you priced it accurately for where you are and you give them the answer, they'll buy And it's, again, a very, very interesting thing because you'll turn somebody from a non-believer into a believer just like that. Yes. You know, a non-customer into a customer.
1: Well, I know when I did the art shows, I regularly had other photographers and artists going by my booth, which, you know, I was selling your photographs matted and framed and unframed, and they were looking at the prices. Right. But, you know, I had a unique matting and framing style that none of them had. And I was selling on the basis that this is a unique piece. It's a a one-of-a-kind piece. Yeah. And these are all the reasons why.
0: Right. You can't walk by somebody's booth and say, well, if he sells it at that price, I'm going to sell it at that price. Because we're in the same show, and my work is as good as him. It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. Yeah. And that's what everybody does. I I mean, you know, we talk to students when they say, how should I price my work? We ask them, well, how have you priced your work? Let's see where you are let's see what you're doing and let's see if we need to correct it or not. Right. And the answer that we get time and over again is well I was at a show, I wasn't sure what to price my work at, so I looked around and I sort of averaged things out and I priced myself as that. Right. And then we said did it work? And usually it doesn't work. No,
1: it doesn't. You know? and, and that's because that is not
0: how you price your work. You gotta price your work based on knowing exactly what you can charge for your work. Not based on the work of other artists. I, I mean, agree. we've been at shows where I was priced the highest, we've been at shows where I was priced the lowest, we've been at shows where I was priced mid-range, Right. it varies. It does. But the, my price was always the same, because it's based on me. It's not right. based on the other artists. People don't compare your work to the work of other artists. They want to make sure that what they're paying for your work makes sense. Yes. That's what they're looking at. Because there is a, a widely different range of prices and, and quality and so on. Yeah. I mean, we've had uh, students come here and ask us, you know, why should I mat my work? I could just ship my prints rolled in a tube and forfeit the mat and charge the same amount. And I told them, I said, no, absolutely, you can sell your work any which way you want. You can mat it, you can frame it, you can roll it, ship it in a tube. That's your prerogative. That's your right. It's a free country. But you can't charge as much. Yes. (laughs) That's where we get wrong. A print shipped in a tube isn't worth as much as a print framed in a nice frame with an inner mat, a bevel mat, uh, maybe a line on border, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's a completely different category. And the question is, where do you price it at? And that's where people get confused. So you have to know exactly not only how to price your work, but what are the factors involved, and the factors involved are all described on the DVD, and they are explained very clearly. And you'll walk away with not only a very clear idea of how pricing is done, but a very clear idea of what you should price your work at. Yes. That's, that's the whole idea. Get you straightened out, in a way. You know right. Clear well, the fog.
1: Well, because we want you to make sales when you are starting your business. That's but, the idea. You know, yeah. start We're, making right. sales right yeah. away. But you've got to be priced at the right price point.
0: Pricing is everything. Pricing is very, very, very important. And just because it's art doesn't mean that pricing comes out of a hat and it's, it's a sort of a, you know mysterious process. It's a very logical, very rational process that has very clear guidelines. Right. And that's how pr- artwork is priced.
1: But uh, I know during the art shows, I would also explain the pricing system right. that I had in order. And it made sense to the customers when I explained right. it. You know, the larger pieces are priced at this price because and i would mm-hmm. give them a list of right. reasons and right. you know it has to make sense mm-hmm. and it has to be logical yeah.
0: what do you say mm-hmm. to a customer that says why well, is this piece four thousand and this one four hundred
1: yes exactly um, you got to know the reasons know, and, why. and there
0: is a right re- answer and there's a wrong answer yes and the right answer is what you did which is give them all the reasons and the logical reasons the factual reasons so that they can make sense of the pricing the wrong reason is is for example like we have a friend that says because I like this one better than that one. Exactly. So I price it 10 times you more. You
1: never say that.
0: That's a no-no. That, that's, that's like taking a gun and shooting yourself in the head because the customer is going to look at you and say, I see, and they're going to walk away.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, I know. He does it with us yeah. still to this very day. He's hopeless.
0: <laughs> I, I try to help him, and um, I can't. You know, no. I can't. I, mean, I know. You know. But at least I tried. Yes. I told him how to do it, and he doesn't want to, and that's... So
1: under uh, Section 10, which we started to talk about how to handle stalls and objections, is also some sections where I do some recordings, how to write a thank you note, how to answer the business phone. This one, believe it or not, is something that I work on constantly, how to answer a business phone. People may think that it's, you know, a no-brainer or, you know, you really don't have to put much thought into it, but you really do. I mean, the tone of your voice when you answer that phone is crucial. Right. And what you say is very, very important. so I have a whole section.
0: And you explain exactly what tone of voice to use.
1: Yes, I do. Yeah.
0: That's very important. I'm very
1: serious when I do the recordings because I never had done m- right. done one before. But, but you know, your voice, you have to be enthusiastic when you answer the phone. You know, you have to well, be that's very the first, pleasant. Right. And that's know. the
0: first time that you're talking about that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, I've never done this before. That's the first time so. that
0: you actually recorded some of these tutorials. Yeah. Because so far, I was recording them. But this time, you're recording some, too.
1: I think I did three or four right. of them, or we did one together. On, on or the or aspects something. that you take
0: care of, right. which is answering the phone, filling orders, writing thank-you notes, preparing the schedule, uh, you know, things oh, like yes. that. You know, a yes. lot of logistical aspects. Right. You know, right. And very important aspects. I mean, if the customer calls and you don't answer the phone properly, you lose the sale. But if you, you answer it properly, you make the sale. And again, that includes handling stores and objections. That includes explaining the price and all sort of things. Yes. You know? Everything is tied together. And if you sell over the web, you're going to get a lot of phone calls. If you sell only at shows, you may not get as many. You know? right. So it depends where you sell. And, and that's really one of the differences between this DVD and the introductory marketing DVD. And that is here we talk about many other selling locations other than shows. Well, the first one was mostly about shows. Here we talk about home galleries, we talk about galleries, we talk about the Internet, we talk about stores, right. we talk about all sort of places. And you
1: also have done pyramids for some of those selling venues right. and how they work and, you know, what you can expect selling, you know, on And where you should go, web. you know. Because exactly.
0: one of the questions that students have very often when we do consulting, I had it yesterday with a student, is... Well, I'd like to get into this location. What do you think? And what I tell them is I say, well, let's look at your work. Let's see where you are at. Because, you know, if you are at a certain level, you can reach a certain venue. But if you're not at that level, you can't access that venue. If you go to that venue with your work, they're going to look at you and say, I'm sorry, but look at what we have. I mean, your work doesn't come close. Right mean we had a student here, his print quality was not up to par as far as being in a gallery. And uh, he uh, had no idea about that. He was like, but I thought my print quality is perfect. Well, that's because he's not able to evaluate his work himself. No. You
1: know? And sometimes we're not the best judges of evaluating our own work. Or, well, you know.
0: that, but also there is the belief that if it looks good to me, then I'm the judge of all things. A gallery owner sees much more work than any given photographer. Oh yeah. They see thousands of artists a month sometimes, and they can tell immediately where the work fits, you know, yes. what level that artist is. And what we do is we help students, either on the DVD or in consulting, learn exactly where they are at so that they can hear it from us, which is harmless, it's friendly, it's helpful. As opposed to hearing it from a gallery owner that's basically going to put their food in their butt and tell them to get out of there. Right. Because they should never have been there in the first place. You know?
1: Right.
0: And so I explain exactly how to get in galleries. Right. I explain the process. I explain, you know, exactly how to do it. What to take with you, how much, how to do it, how to contact the gallery, what to do, and also what not to do.
1: And also what to say.
0: And what to say and what day to show up. Yes. You know, all of those are very important. You don't just look at the gallery and say, that's the one for me. Walk in and show your work. I mean, you may be lucky and everything could line up, you know. Right. (laughs) You know, it may be your lucky day, right? But chances are that it's not and you're going at it all wrong and you're going to get on the nerves of the gallery owner and you're going to lose your opportunity. But if you do it right and you pick the right gallery, you're going to be in.
1: Right. You know? And you only have one time to That's do right. this. I mean, in the first impression, when you start, you, doing if they that tell is you crucial.
0: if if they don't like the way you have handled your presentation, you're done. Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, if you do it right, you keep the door open to come back. Yes. But if you do it wrong, you're gonna get on their nerves, and they're never gonna want to see you again. Yeah. You know, because they don't care. Right. They, they don't have a problem having artists show up. You know, we need their help in a sense, but they don't really need our help. You know, there's many, many artists, and if you get on their nerves and they tell you not to come back, they know that there's going to be thousands of other artists that are going to show up. So it's not like there is a shortage, you know. That's really one of the differences between this advanced marketing DVD and the introductory marketing DVD. Between the two, things have changed dramatically in the world of fine art, and one of the main changes is that today, everybody's a photographer, and most photographers are so-called fine art photographers. Yes. <laughs> you know? And they all want to sell their work, and they all think that people can't wait to buy it, and they think they are God's greatest gift to photography. You know? And because just because
1: <laughs> they use the words fine art doesn't mean that right. it is fine art. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: <laughs> so. yeah. Nobody knows, right? Right, <laughs> you know?
1: nobody knows.
0: And uh, truly, out of the people that say what I said is fine art, Maybe 5%, 10% actually sell fine art. The others, they just sell photos. <laughs> you know? Right. right? Yeah. So what is the difference? Well, we explain that as well. Right? That's, right. that's very important. Because if you don't know what fine art is and you have this vague concept, you're really sort of fooling yourself. But you're not fooling the educated buyer. No, you're know? not. People that are willing to spend thousands of photographs, thousands of dollars on a photograph know exactly what to expect. And they know exactly what to look for, and they know what fine art is. And they're gonna look at your work, and if you say it is fine art, they may not say anything. You know, it's gonna depend on the person. Some of them are gonna look at you and say, no, it's not. Others are gonna say, Thank you very much and move on. Yes. But they're not gonna buy. No. You know. Because they know exactly what they're looking for. Of course if you're trying to get twenty five bucks for something, you know, at twenty five dollars you're looking at the cost of printing something and matting it yourself so you know it doesn't matter what it is. Right. But when you're starting to get high prices for your work, that's when you really want to make sure that what you're selling is truly fine art.
1: Yes. I agree one hundred percent. Well, Section 12, How to Manage Your Career, is also, I think, a very good section. And you have a lot of uh, audios and PDFs in this section.
0: Yeah, you can do it as a hobby or you can do it as a career. It doesn't matter. That's true. But there is a beginning point and then there is a goal. Even if it's a hobby. Even if you do it for the passion and you just want to recoup some of your money, some of your investment, you have a career path. You do. You know, there is a beginning, and there is where you are now, and then there is a goal.
1: And, and it de- just depends, like you said, how involved do you want to get when you're doing well, you, this? Well, you
0: can move. Uh,
1: do you want to make a little bit of money, or do you want to just go yeah. all the way out, and this is sure. going to be you know, your profession? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Yeah. Because no. whether
0: you get into a gallery as a career artist that's doing that and that only, or whether you get a, in a gallery as an artist who just wants to do that on the side to generate a little bit of income and get some exposure, the process is the same. It is. The galleries are not going to take you seriously unless you do things right. Yeah, that's And true. if they don't take you seriously, you're done. <laughs> you know? Right. Because they do this seriously. They, it's a business. They need to make money. They want to work with serious people. Right. So it, it doesn't really matter. There is a, a path, you know.
1: Right. Well, in this section, you go over how to manage your, your money and your time efficiently. I go over how to use your business calendar right. effectively. It's, are-
0: it's more important to learn how to manage your money if you do this as your sole source of income. But it's important regardless. Right. I mean...
1: Prioritizing you know, all of... I've, all
0: of I've met a lot of photographers who reinvest all the money that they make into new cameras. Right. And eventually they have nothing. Yes. <laughs> they just have a lot of cameras. It's not a very good way to run a business. In no. fact, it's a very bad way to run a business. Right. But what is a good way? That's the question, right? Right. Obviously, they don't know any better. They don't make mistakes because they want to make mistakes. They make mistakes because they don't know any better. So we talk about what is the right way, you know.
1: Well, and you also have a section on self-employed characteristics. What are the characteristics that self-employed people have? Right. And boy, I tell you, when I quit teaching and I started working with you, I had to totally change my way of thinking. And uh, that was very difficult for me in the beginning because, you know, I was just used to, you know, following the art standards for the state of Arizona, you know, and making sure, you know, I follow these guidelines and stuff. And... Now, all of a sudden, you know, you're on the other side and and you have to, you You know. You have to make your own
0: standards. Yeah, you have to,
1: you know, you're no longer following the standards. You're writing the standards. What are the standards? Yeah, you you decide. All of a sudden, you're defining what the standards are and what the goals are and what the Mm -hmm. mission statement is. And
0: And you can set high standards or you can set low standards. Oh, exactly. But if you want to make a lot of money, if you want to sell your work for good amounts of money, for what I call adequate prices, Right. which means high prices, you've got to set high standards. Yes. You've got to raise the yes. bar. You've got to raise your standards. you got to achieve a higher level of quality.
1: Well, what I really love about being self-employed is that you can make decisions, you know, um, if you want to make more money, you can sit down. I know we sit down and brainstorm. Okay, what are we going to do to make more money to pay for the pavers in our driveway mm-hmm. that costs this much money, mm-hmm. you know? What can we do to generate, <clears throat> you know, the money to pay for that? Mm-hmm. And I find that to be really exciting. It's a very creative part of mm-hmm. the process when you're brainstorming and doing all of that or, you know, deciding, you know, maybe I just want to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't need to make, right. you know, as much money. So, you know, I'm just going to slow it down a little bit this year. Or And, and I like being able to be, you know, being mm-hmm. in control of all of that. You know, we definitely put a lot more money into retirement than I could as a teacher, you know, when they were taking it out of my paycheck. Right. And and so you, you make these decisions, right. you know, how much are you going to put aside in your retirement? How much is going to go into, you know, medical, right. you know, because you have to plan all of these things, you know, what can I do to get residual income coming right, in? Right, And uh, I find that exciting.
0: Yeah. And it's you important know. whether uh, somebody is doing this full-time as their sole occupation or whether somebody is an employee somewhere or works for a corporation somewhere, has a regular job and then does that on the side. Because... For people that do this full-time, after they quit a job as employees, they have to learn to be self-employed. you have to learn what it is. They don't have a choice. They are now doing this full-time. But people that have a regular job and do this on the side, very often think that this hobby is an extension of their regular job. They're just going to give their work to a gallery, and and then they're just going to wait to get the call, it's all, here's the check. It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. If you've quit your job as an employee, you're now totally self-employed, and you have to follow these rules. If you're an employee still, or you work for a corporation, and you do this on the side, you're both an employee and self-employed, and yes. the rules don't apply across the board. You have to keep the two separate. Yes. And, and a lot of students don't understand that. They're like, "But I thought... Well, you thought wrong. Yes. <laughs> you know, nobody's going to call you. Nobody cares, right? right. You know, you got to take control of this, and you're going to have to go and do it on your own. You, you have know? to take control yeah. of
1: your own destiny. Yeah, and, and you know, of course,
0: people that do shows realize that. You know, if they don't talk to the customers, nothing is going to sell. Right. But not necessarily. Right. We have a lot of students that do shows. They set up their show, they make it look great, and then they just wait. Right. And then they're like, I saw nothing. I say, well, what did you do? Well, I had, I had it all set up right, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited. And, well, yeah, but, I mean, you're not supposed to wait. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. You can never wait when you're self-employed. You have to go out there, and you have to make it happen. Whether it's a show, whether it's a gallery, whether it's on the internet, whether it's in a store, it doesn't matter. Well, you name the location.
1: Right. And one of your students that you recently were just working one on one on marketing and he was doing a show, you know, uh, I talked to him on the phone before we scheduled the next call and, you know, he was a little nervous and stressed. And I said, you know, just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Make sure you talk to the customers, have fun. You know, you love what you do, you know, it's your artwork. And when you told me that he was selling pieces for two or $3,000 right. for his first show, yeah. I mean, I thought, wow.
0: Well, he, he understood, you know, yes. it, we are not selling tax software. We don't have to be dead serious. We are not, you know, right. suing people for money. You know, right. we are selling artwork to decorate people's homes, to right. enrich their lives. Right. There is a very relaxed aspect to what we do there is a very enjoyable aspect to what we do in the eyes of the customers. Yes. And so if we are dead serious and look at the customer and say, either you buy this or else, you know, they're all going to run away. Right. You know, right. This is not the right attitude. We have to actually share the excitement and make it fun, making it enjoyable. Right. And that doesn't mean that at the same time we should do everything that people ask us to do. Right. There's a line here. Right. We have to set boundaries. And the, and the problem that a lot of artists have is they don't know where to set the boundaries. At what point do I stop and start to be serious. Stop being funny and joking and and relax and start being serious. Well, one of the things on the DVD is that we tell you exactly where that line is. And it's going to change a little bit for all of us, but it's definitely there is a line. Yes, there is. It's okay to crack a joke with the customer. It's another one to go and spend a week at their house photographing every pet and member of their family. Right. (laughs) You know.
1: No, but I was just, you know, I was really happy for him because... It took us years before we sold pieces for two or $3,000. Right. And he was able to do it on his first art show, working one-on-one with you. Well,
0: because I taught him what took me years. Exactly. And he could do it and immediately.
1: Exactly. Right, yeah. And he listened to you. That's <clears throat> right. the other very important thing, well, is uh, that he listened to you and he trusted you.
0: Right. Because if you learn something, but you don't use it, well, it's nice to know, but it doesn't make any difference as far as yourselves. Right. You have to use it, you know. and. That brings a very important aspect of being self-employed. And that is, you don't have to climb the social ladder. You can go from zero to multi-thousand dollar sales in one show. Yes. If you know what to do and if you know how to do it, you know, and if you do it, of course. Because in a sense, what you're doing is you're using an approach that is proven to work. Right. And there's no reason why it can't work for other people. It's not peculiar to one person. If that person is in the right position, has the right leverage, they can ask the right price and they can get it. You know? It took us a whole lot longer because we had no idea how to do it. We <laughs> had to figure it out. You know? I know. But now that we know, we can teach other people. And if they do it the way we say, they should be getting the same results. And mm-hmm. they won't get the same results. So again, saves a lot of time. And these tutorials pay for themselves if you just uh, do what it says. Right. Which is the whole idea. You know, we are not selling them to hurt people, we are selling them to help people. Right. It's definitely hands-on and it's definitely something that you can turn around and use immediately. Uh, I have students that listen to these tutorials, study them, go to a show, apply it and use it immediately. Yes. And that's the idea. Yeah, it is.
1: Well, there's another section on the DVD called Artist Stories.
0: Yeah. I really enjoyed
1: that section. Uh, What to do and not to do. What to do and what not to (laughs) do, exactly. But also that these are real. We actually know these people. Yeah. And that we, of course, change the names and everything. But the scenario is real. Yeah, we changed the name
0: to protect the innocents and to save some honor, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Depending on what happened, right? Right. Uh,
1: There's stories, you know, of negotiating and pricing and marketing. and yeah. marketing right. and
0: marketing The right way and the wrong way. Yes. Very often the story presents a problem and a solution. Exactly. That's sort of the model. So you know? we explain what the problem is, we explain how the artist how handled the situation and whether that solution was correct or incorrect.
1: Exactly. Right. And then what to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And so. there is, I think, 25 stories and each of them is an opportunity to learn to do s- that particular aspect the right way. Right. And the right way is the way that's going to bring a profit. That's yes. going to not just generate sales, but generate a profit. Exactly. Because there is a difference between making sales and making money. You, know, you can make a lot of sales, but if you sell at the cost that it costs you or lower, you don't make any money. <laughs> and
1: that's the difference between yeah. the first marketing D V D workshop on D V D and this advanced mastery workshop on DVD is that the first one was about how we sold at the Grand right. Canyon and how we sold at shows and, and all of that and and this is very different.
0: Well the first it's, one was about us. Yes. This one is about us but it's also about other artists. Right. So it presents the experience of other artists, not just our experience. So right. it's much broader. It's much richer. Yes, it is. You know? And it's, of course, adapted to today's environment, which is much more challenging. Oh, yes. I mean, it used to be possible to sell anything, you know, at the Grand Canyon. If you had the name Grand Canyon on it, you could sell it. Now, it's become extremely challenging.
1: Right. Well, I remember when our next-door neighbor was joking around, and, and she said to me, yeah, you know, we spent $80 on five shrimp, and now she has three teenage boys she goes now you know we walk around the neighborhood and eat ice cream at home i mean that's the change you know they're not spending eighty dollars on five shrimp they went know, she from said that we, we, we were splurging, right. and now, <laughs> you know, we go for a walk in the evening and eat ice cream cone. Yeah. I mean, that's how things have just, like, totally... It was so much excess, you know. They,
0: they went from eating at the restaurant every night and oh. ordering anything that crossed their mind and looked good to not even going to the restaurant at all.
1: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and,
0: and that's... You know, these are people that... You know, live a luxury lifestyle. These are not poor people. No, no. Uh, The same is true of people who buy art. They went from buying everything and anything that struck their fancy to being very picky and uh, very choosy in a way. About what they are going to buy. Exactly. And uh, what what we've seen happen is some artists do much better than before, and some artists don't do well at all. Right. And those that do well have adapted obviously, and those that don't do.
1: I also know that when we were doing the research for this DVD that at one point Artists couldn't even afford to pay the setup fee to do the shows anymore. They couldn't come up with the cash to even do They were asking some promoters, Can I, you know, pay you like after the show or during the show? And the promoters were saying no. Well, of course they were saying no, because what happens if you don't make the money? Yeah, there's no guarantee that they're going to make money. If
0: they are that desperate, there's no guarantee that they're going to make money. And if they make money, there's no guarantee they're going to give it to the organizer. They might use it to pay their bills, you know. Right,
1: right. (laughs) Yeah. there was a you
0: can't run a business on that basis. You I
1: know. mean, there was a time, yeah. and it was just shocking. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and some shows have stopped altogether. Yes, they, they have. The show organizers went out of business. They did. Yeah. They
1: just called it quits. Yeah. yeah.
0: So there's been a lot of changes. Yeah, there and, has uh, been. you know, whether a show goes out of business or not doesn't really affect us, except if we did that show. But how to sell affects us, and it's right. very different today than it was back then. And that's really the advantage of this new tutorial, the Advanced Marketing is that it addresses how to sell in today's environment. Yes. That's the main difference. And uh, if you study the, the original one, you need to study that one because otherwise you're still selling the old way and it doesn't work anymore. Right. <laughs> that's that's basically the, the message here. For one, there's many more photographers today than there was back then. And for two, everybody thinks they're a photographer and they think they are doing fine art. And for three... You have to be much more sophisticated in order to make a sale. <laughs> you know, yes. you have to know more. You know, you do. Yeah, you know. There's Facebook. There's Twitter. There is uh, all of these social sites. There is blogs. There is uh, all of these forms of communication that did not exist back then. Right. You know? Or they were just starting. They weren't very important. Now no, they're they they there. How do you use them? Right. Do they have to be used? Yes, they have to be used. But how do you use them? Right. Which ones are important which ones aren't? And how do you incorporate it? And on the DVD, I have literally a schedule of what to do and how often to do it for each of these locations, all of these marketing venues. Yeah, you know, like how the often. Web,
1: web marketing. How often should you send a newsletter? I know you talk about How that. often
0: you should post to Facebook? How yes. often you should post yes. to Twitter? Exactly. How often you should have blog entries? There's different rules for all of them exactly you know, some of exactly. them you have to do more often than others and so i have a very detailed sort of schedule so to speak that somebody can use immediately of course we can all adjust to our own test but there are definitely rules yes sir. But are. some things should be done very often others should be done much less often and the whole idea is to know which one. Well,
1: even just the country club that we belong to, there's emails that they send out weekly. And then there's the monthly right. emails. Right. And they all address a totally, entirely totally different, different, different right. subject,
0: yeah. you know. And if um, you don't do it, you, rest, you, you run the risk in a very realistic fashion of upsetting customers. Yes. And you lose them. Yes. So you got to do it right. It doesn't mean that it's not open to some changes to based on your personal circumstances, but there are general rules that are sort of solid. They, yeah, they, are, they are the are. same for all of us. Yes. Yeah. And what to do also, you know, not just the frequency, but what do you do? What do you say? What do you tell people to buy this everywhere or not? You know, and, and obviously, you know, it's, there's also a certain level of sophistication here. Yes. Because everybody has access to the same tools. Anybody that has the web can use Facebook, Twitter, blogs, websites, uh, you know, all of that. But the question is, some of us can use them better than others. Right. right. And so the question is, how do you achieve that? Because obviously you want to use it to the best of your abilities. Right. How do you achieve that? You know, it's not just to be a member of Facebook. It's not just to have a Twitter account. It's not enough to have a blog or a website. You have to use them right and use them effectively in order to generate sales. Right. And if you do, you can generate a lot of sales. And if you don't, you don't generate no sales. And the question is, you know, a matter of knowledge, basically. Right. So I think, you know, this is definitely a good overview of the content of the Advanced Marketing Mastery Workshop on DVD. It's not everything on it. I have a complete table of content available for download for free on my website at beautiful-landscape.com. And just go to the homepage and you'll find a link on the homepage. You can download the entire table of content for free with all the sections. I think there is, what, 28 sections, I believe. Each of them with many subsections.
1: There's a lot of subsections. There's an enormous
0: amount of content. There is over 40 hours of audio and video on the DVD. And it includes a recording of the marketing, the advanced marketing mastery seminar, which uh, we gave, which is a two-day event. And so it's like being at the seminar, you have the recording, and then on top of that you have also all the lessons on the advanced DVD. The text. DVD. From the text that, yeah. yeah. You from have that the text, seminar. the handouts that the seminar participants received, and then you have the recording of the sessions. Right. And the idea is to make you feel as if you were the seminar, even though you're not going. And you're studying with the Marketing Mastery DVD. And the advantage for you is that you don't have to travel, so you don't have the travel cost, you don't have the hotel, car rental, restaurant, and other cost associated with attending a seminar. And you can also study at your own pace. Right. Because a lot of these seminars contain so much information that it's very hard to absorb all of that information over two days right you end up having to take a lot of notes even though we give a handout to the customers to the clients to the students these handouts are not as detailed as the dvd no they you know, are not it's, it's a handout but it's basically the main topics that i'm going to address and then it's my speech and, right. and my presentations that provide the entire you're content you're not
1: able to go into all the little details right
0: so yeah. you have to take a lot of notes and if you can't take these notes then you've right. obviously miss a lot of the content on the d v d even if you listen to it once and you miss some of the contents, you can listen to it again and again and again and again until you have everything right and you can do it at your own pace you don 't have to do it everything in two days
1: well, and also you can go to whatever section you're working on if you want right. to study negotiation, you go to the negotiation section right if you want to Learn how to solve business problems, and you go to right. that section. Uh, or you if you know, want to learn so how to
0: make a limited edition, you go straight there. Right. You don't have to wait for me to talk about it on no. Tuesday between three and four p.m. You can go there immediately, and if you don't get it, you can listen to it over and over again.
1: Right, these yeah. sections you can yeah. jump from one section to right. the other. You it's don't designed have for to that. do them in order. No, it's you can, yes. but
0: uh, it doesn't have to. No, you know, you know the whole logic of. Uh, buying a tutorial of investing in a tutorial like this one is that since this information is available and since it is proven to work, why wouldn't you take advantage of it? Why would you go and learn all of this the hard way and take ten years the way we did while you could have all of that information literally overnight right. shipped to you <laughs> right delivered by the postman and Available to you immediately. And you can go from not knowing what to do to make money selling fine art photograph to making very good sales within, you know, as little as a few weeks, you know. Right. After you study all of that and you implement it. That's the logic, you know. If it is available, then why in the world would you not take advantage of it? Right. No, you know? I
1: agree. Yeah. And, and, you know, for us in Arizona, this is the perfect time to be studying the... Uh, DVD Because, you know, the show season in Arizona is long. It starts like mid-October and goes all the way through mid-April. Right. We have a huge
0: Well, sure, if you live in Arizona. But if you don't live in Arizona, there is no bad time. No. You know, we have students in Australia that are ordering this new tutorial. And obviously for them, the seasons are inverted.
1: Right. Oh, yes.
0: There is no bad time because it's always the right time to learn how to do things better. Right because a business cannot stay static you have to evolve and this is an evolution this is the key to knowing how to make money in today's market and there is no bad time to learn it no. you know the bad time is actually to not do anything and to just wait and, and hope that things get better. They are not going to get well, better. Well, I
1: think the bad time yeah. is waiting till you do several shows right. and have no sales or it's really bad to start thinking about, you know, that's what you need to
0: the, do. The cost of the DVD, if you compare to how much you're going to lose doing the wrong show or not doing things right either way you know whatever you're doing is ridiculously small yes because if you do a show and uh, you know you don't do it right you pick the wrong show or you don't do things the way you should you can lose a thousand dollars just like that yes you know in a matter of couple of days you know if you go into the wrong gallery and you give them artwork even though they're never going to sell it you can be losing thousands of dollars in a very short time. I, I mean, we have a student right now that has a show, 47 pieces, which I estimate to cost $500 each. That's 25 grand.
1: Right.
0: Invested, if they don't sell, that's 25 grand last. And you compare that to the cost of the DVD, I mean, it's literally laughable why that person wouldn't actually invest in the DVD and learn to do it right and save themselves $25,000. Right. Because <laughs> you don't have to invest $25,000 to be successful no, you don't. doing this. No, I mean, no you don't. <laughs> you know? no. Um, I mean, absolutely not. No. Most people otherwise could never get started because most people don't have the capability of investing that kind of money. It's really, to me, the major selling point for this tutorial like that is why not benefit from the knowledge since it is available to you. It's totally accurate to the day, to today. Uh, there is free updates. If there is a question that you have which is not answered on DVD, you just email it to me and I'll post the answer in the updates area. You get the link to the updates area when you register and the updates area are free for as long as you own the DVD. Right. And I've supported the other DVDs, the other mastery DVDs for as long as seven years now. The printing yeah, one. Yeah, the printing yeah, one. I continue years. to support it. There is no end. Right. I don't I don't mind. Because the goal of these tutorials is to be all-encompassing. That is, there is one printing DVD covers everything about printing. There is one composition DVD covers everything about composition. There is one about personal style covers every aspect personal style. And then marketing covers everything about marketing. The reason why there is an introductory and an advanced marketing DVD is because the field of marketing has changed totally during the recession. Yes, it has. And I was forced to bring a new one or... Become a dinosaur, you know, and I did not want right. my student to continue selling the way it used to be sold in the past. Right. Otherwise it'd be only one.
1: It's more <laughs> than just your salesmanship skills at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah. It has the salesmanship skill in a sense have to be the same yes you know if you had them before, that's a given yeah if you had the <laughs> skills before you can just continue using them nothing has changed right but you the objections are different exactly you know the things that people are telling you they're like oh my god where did that come from <laughs> you know and you have to be there and if you are there and you know what to say it's going to keep happening. You're going to right. keep making sales. But if you don't know what to say, if you're stumped because you're like, oh, my God, where do they come from? You know, why are they asking that? Well, they're asking that because they've become extremely concerned with getting value for their money. Yes. And if you don't know how to provide value for their money and you don't know how to handle these new objections, if you don't know how to do all the things we have to do today, nothing's going to happen. You're going to stop selling it. Right. Yeah. So that's why I really the I mean, people
1: on. really compare prices now. They compare yeah? everything. I mean, yeah. they look at you and they say, well, you know, yeah. you got to decide whether yeah. you want your driveway with pavers or whether you want a new car.
0: Right.
1: You right. know, that's the way they're looking at things, right. yeah. some of them. You know, yeah. it's either this or it's that.
0: And in the world uh. of luxury, it takes some very strange things, you know, like, do you want a new closet or do you want a new car, right? I know. <laughs> you know? I know, same price, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So. $16,000, either way, right? Right, right. <laughs> it's not going to get you a very big uh, and Do you want a classy closet? Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, do you want a $16,000 closet or do you want a new, uh, you know, whatever, you know? Yeah. But people are looking at things differently. Before, they would have got both.
1: Yeah, or they wouldn't have even thought of yeah. it at all. And, oh, and, go and go that's and
0: really the, the very disturbing thing that uh, I think a lot of artists don't realize. And I have a story about that. You may be competing with a T-shirt, you yes. Know? You know, I have a story about it. Oh, that. yeah, and I remember. <laughs> artists, and I don't want to give it away because it's on the DVD. Right. But artists don't realize that. And a T-shirt is a metaphor. But you, you don't know what other product, in other words, you're competing with.
1: Exactly. You know, you're
0: trying to sell them a fine art photographs. But in their mind, them, they're thinking. But in their mind, they're comparing that purchase with some other purchase. And exactly. you don't know what it is.
1: And they're going to choose one. And they're not going to tell
0: you. Right. And you have to know how to handle that. And we explain how to handle right. that on the DVD. And in
1: their, and they're not going to buy both. No, it's well, one or the other. In
0: the past, well they enough. would tell us, you know, I was thinking about buying that. But what I'm going to do is I'm also going to buy your artwork and then I'll go and get that also. Exactly. They would buy both. Now it's one or the other.
1: Exactly.
0: But you don't know what you're competing with. No. But there is a way to solve that problem. And I explain what it is. But you have to really know what it is. Otherwise, you're going to look at them and you're going to be like, They were really interested, they were ready to buy, and then all of a sudden they left. They walked, And then I saw them come out of the shop next door with a bag, and I'm dumbfounded as to why they did that. Well, don't be. They did that because they made a choice, but you did not know how to steer them in the right direction, which is towards buying your work. Right. And if you know, you're going to make one more sale. Yeah. It's a very different environment today, very challenging. So if you need help... Get the Advanced Marketing Mastery Workshop on DVD if you want to make more money. And which business doesn't want to make more money, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, you know. And uh, we offer payment plans. If you can't afford to pay all at once, we offer a free payment installment plan. We'll divide the total by three, charge one third over three months, and we'll ship your order immediately. We don't wait until you've paid in full. We ship it immediately, and then we continue making the payments. And to do that, you'll have to call us or email us because we have to do that by having your credit card. Right, we can't I have to do have it a through PayPal. card file. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. want to pay in one installment, then just go and use the PayPal button. Or uh, you can also call us and we'll process your credit card directly over the phone. Yeah. And if you have any questions, just email us. You know, uh, go to my website, beautiful-landstep.com or alanbrio, A-L-A-I-N-B-R-I-O-T.com, and uh, you'll have all of my contact information there. Our Phone number is nine two eight two five two two four six six. And,
1: uh, or
0: 800. Or 800-949-7983. Right. And the 800 number will only work in the U.S. Right. But the 928-252-2466 number works from all over the world. International. International. And we look forward to hearing from you. And uh, if you have any questions, make sure to let us know. And we're here to help you.